0: Ball sport. You want good words, data, language? Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me! I'm a man. I'm forty. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron skinny cow with the skinny on sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Monday morning out there, western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We've got all kinds of things to talk about. We was some college football. The more things change, the more they seem to stay the same. With one duo in particular. You know what I'm talking about? Not a clue. (laughs)
1: Are you talking about, oh, Lincoln and...
0: Yes, and ah, Alex Grinch.
1: Oh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. Listen, like I said earlier, there's only one game I was interested in, and then there was one high school game on Saturday that I was interested in.
0: And also Caleb. Caleb Williams is pretty good. I think the Arizona Cardinals are in an unbelievable situation. We can hit that. Uh, toward the end of the show, with a couple of the the college football games that were out there, and watch out, who was who on this show? Jared has been trumpeting the Notre Dame chances.
1: Would it be you? It was me. They looked impressive.
0: Sam Hartman, hello, hello. Now I get it. It was Navy, but
1: he made some throws. Dude, he's
0: good. Sam Hartman is I don't care who good. it was. Just
1: the, the the throws they show that he made, throwing it through tight windows, anticipating. It looked like he was in sync with everybody Already. on the field. Already, yeah. yes.
0: I mean, 19 of 23, 250, and four touchdowns. It's hard to do, you know, in Skelly drill.
1: It's And so many distractions, having to go play in Ireland, huge time change, all that stuff. It, it, it looked like the Irish were at home <laughs> yeah. in Ireland.
0: You know, I really thought you might see more just because of people stationed overseas. I thought Navy would have a better pre- – sure. it wouldn't quite be like what it was. But I'm t- I'm going to tell you, that, that really now piques my interest for two weeks at NC State and then, of course, the 23rd when Ohio State comes to town. That's all of a sudden looking like a one of those – Everybody, stop what you're doing, and watch.
1: If I'm not mistaken, who else comes to South Bend?
0: Oh, then yeah, USC's after that. Yeah. So this is uh, that was that was fun. Uh, high school football. Uh, we got to watch the Big Elks dominate Altus for their first win of the season. Elsewhere around the area, we'll talk about those games. And by the way, and, and it's time to do better, people. Do better. There's also a new Oklahoman uh, pullout out for six a one all the way down through Class C that we can look at. Victor Hovland, he's rich, pretty good at golf too. A little over 21 milli the last two weeks. He's doing good for I, himself. I am trying to find something that I don't like about Victor Hovland, and I'm not having a very much success.
1: Only found one thing I don't like about him.
0: What, I know what, you, what is it.
1: His orange pants.
0: <laughs> I knew it was going to be something, dude. I but, kid. I mean, the dude just seems like such a great guy. Yeah. You know, he was talking – you know, they're asking him all these money questions, and he's like, I live in Stillwater, Oklahoma. That'll go a long way. You know, uh, that, that's not what – but that's not the motivation. So, uh that was really cool. He doesn't cool. have to
1: pay for anything if he's living in Stillwater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it will go a long way.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go – I saw the video of him hitting flop shots off of couch cushions in the locker room at Karsten – we will go ahead and say I couldn't get away with that. <laughs> uh, but that, that was awesome to watch him this week. Also, you mentioned a, a high school football game on Saturday night. That giant sigh of relief came across the entirety of Soonerland on Saturday. And we'll tell you why that happened as well. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime right in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, there are a couple of ways to stay in touch with the show. You can log on to KADSAM.com. You can download the app. The app's got it all. It's got the radio. It's got the penny news. And, of course, Big Elk and Paragon TV as well. And then, of course, the Skinny on Sports podcast. If you miss the show entirely, you can go back and check it out that way. On uh, just basically anywhere where there's podcasts dropped. How was your weekend, Jared?
1: Very good. Very enjoyed the weather. When, that I think that cold front came in earlier. I felt it on Saturday, especially Saturday night. It was a nice weekend. How about you?
0: Yeah, same. I was out at the Diamond in the Rough.
1: Okay. I okay. Listen, you tell me how the food went, and I have a beer review for you. Okay. So you you start.
0: I know this. I ran out of food before anybody else did. Oh. Now you can say that's because I didn't make enough, or you can say that's because they all liked it. Well, I'm going to choose I would the latter. That yeah. Uh, they were delicious. I, I will say the the first. I took I cooked them in two batches, so I was kind of trying to even it out for the the first you know half of the field and the second half of the field to have you know fresh and warm. Um, pork belly burn ends. And the first, of course, it was. I mean, I literally put them on at like 3 a.m. and went back to sleep. When we got back from Altus. <laughs> the first, the, some of them got a little crispy. It's okay. And well, a it was, No, 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 no. It's it wasn't good. Like burnt crisp. Just like it got crisp, not not really crispy. It just got hard. Like it cooked too long. Mm. And so, you know, that cost me about I don't know, twelve or fifteen of the cubes. I had about a hundred, maybe. Um, and, and it was just because I, I tried to put so many on there, yeah. that I got a few around the edges where the, the little heat deflector shield thing mm-hmm, wouldn't mm-hmm. stop the. You know, and so they kind of got right. you know a little bit much. But so that that probably cost me all the field getting, because I ran out with three groups left, which would have been twenty four uh, ladies, and that and they took my voting thing away. Rightfully so. I didn't have any food to get judged on, and so I lost. Because I, you know, they would come up and go, oh. And it was people I knew in two of the three groups. And they were like, why did you let them do that? We were going to put ones no matter if it was good or not. One was good. (laughs) Right. And so missing out on those by being a fine, upstanding young man. Cost me any chance to win. Uh, I had, I, I ate the winner's. They made pierogi have you ever had a pierogi?
1: I'm sure I have, I just can't remember. I feel like I have. That was
0: the winner, pierogies. They were good. I'd never had one. I'd seen them like on Triple D or whatever. Explain what it is. Well it's like a it looks like a meat pie or a lazy daisy. Okay, yeah. But it's it's not crisp like that. It's it's not the way they cook. And it's like a it's almost like a how would I describe it, you ever you ever have leftover mashed potatoes? Yeah. And then make them into, like, potato pancakes. Never done done that. that? No, I don't think I've ever done that. I would describe it as a lot like that, the way the the dough is. It's a lot like that, but it's also got, like, cheese inside, and then there was a, like, butter, onion kind of sauce to put on top. They were very good. I didn't have anything else. Scott, or Jimmy, got second. He made some kind of beef kebab skewer things. Scott got third with his salmon dip. I mean, there's no doubt I'd have beat both of those if I'd have cheated and let everybody vote, <laughs> even though they didn't get any food. <laughs> I did have some of Jimmy's watermelon there, that I guess I could have played off as that's what I made. But <laughs> anyhow, no, it was fun. Everybody had a great time. It seemed like full field, another successful uh, tournament out there for the ladies. Uh, that's I saw amazing. some pictures. Yeah, it's amazing how how fast that thing has grown. It's gone from it was just the fourth year, and it's to the point. Where the, you, people are having a hard time getting into the tournament because it, it's been such a great success that the folks that have come immediately they get first dibs next time, the way it's the way that goes. Yeah, and no one's bowing out. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's kind of hard to. It's, it's hard for and I know a few were like got in for the first time and they're like, no wonder, no wonder I've had such a no wonder I've been on the waiting list. <laughs> All these years because it was so fun. So that was a great job by them out there. Awesome. What? Okay. Awesome. Let's hear about the schooner beer.
1: Yeah i I cracked one, just one, because I'm I'm saving these for for game days. But, um, and I poured it into a chilled glass and. What it, it looked like. Very uh, light. Uh, I and it tasted like a a wheat beer. I would describe it, compare it to Boulevard Wheat. Yeah. Okay. And I like my Boulevard wheat. Most people like orange slices in those. I'm a lemon or, guy. Or, I'm a lemon guy too. Uh, if I'm going to a place and they have Boulevard wheat on tap, that's my drink of choice, my beer of choice. So, and I get that with a lemon. So I was thinking, okay, on Saturday next Saturday, I'm gonna need to go buy some lemons so I can hit. But I enjoyed it. That was good. I mean, very appropriate for it to be a wheat beer if it's an Oklahoma-based type beer. Uh. So, I I would recommend it. I'll bring you one.
0: If it was in a different can, would it still be good?
1: If I was thinking about that too, it's like if it was like a blind taste, you know, if I just blindfolded and I tasted it, I would have said, "Oh, that's Boulevard wheat right here." You know, well, that's I, a good you, sign. You know what I mean? So,
0: <clears throat> I'm gonna say that's a good sign because yeah. I'm kind of with you on the Boulevard train.
1: I'll bring you one. It's in.
0: I wonder if I can just drink it right here on the air and tell you what it, how it tastes probably not i
1: think the fcc frowns upon drinking
0: i can understand air. that
1: yeah what's so happen? but uh, yeah we'll
0: try them and tell them tell right. about it later
1: it was, it was good but i mean it's about 10 bucks a six pack so whoa like kind of spreading them out a little bit
0: turns out you're paying for that uh can yeah what's on the can yeah were they just 12 ounces or were they bigger so it looked taller in the pictures i saw it may have just been the angle they sell they tall were. boys okay
1: but no i i where i got them they only had the okay. six packs so they may, i may have actually saw some cans. tall ones yeah in the
0: picture i saw it just not where i've seen purchased. where they
1: sell 12 packs i online but where i went and purchase these is just Sixers. six packs at a time so i got grabbed two six packs but oh. it was good it was good it's it was definitely um i mean again i i waited till a uh a, a certain commitment happened
0: to taste it first. Yeah, uh, here you go. <laughs> Sam got he gives the the nod of approval as well. You try it. Yep, he said. He's... I
1: haven't even opened the text line because I tried to and it crashed because of all the ones that we got out on Friday night. <laughs> and it, this computer isn't the fastest of computers. Oh my! And it just crashed. So I'll <laughs> try again.
0: Drew, Drew, text line. I can't repeat that. I will say this.
1: I'm going to – never mind. I One can the, only imagine.
0: I, th- this was something I wasn't prepared for as I was, you know, at my, my station giving out food. A lady walked up, and she said, uh, what do you got there? And I said, Tor- uh, pork belly burn ends. Well, what's it – I kind of described how I cooked it, and she sa- "She told me. She said, well, that sounds delicious, but I just put in a fresh dip, and I don't think those two things will uh, go together very well i didn't see that coming jared i didn't see somebody firing in a fresh lipper taking away from me getting a vote
1: yeah what do you do
0: you just say no worries come (laughs) back when you spit it out (laughs) (laughs) have you played that hole over there when you get to that t-box you can just come across this bridge and you can try it out yeah she never returned hey
1: uh Speaking of golf, I know it's not on the rundown, but did you see what happened over at Clinton?
0: No. I, I wrote it down. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get it This ring. is going to be a part... Huh?
1: I didn't email you? I didn't. No.
0: Oh, darn it. It's okay. I think I've got it pulled up to email you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. That's going to also be a part of Do Better People.
1: Oh, I thought it was the other thing. I, I just wrote... It's it's the other okay. thing, but
0: I've got both of those things under Do Better People. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, redi- well, you brought it up, so it's ridiculous. If you haven't seen the pictures... Was number twelve green, which is a par three, right along the river. Mm-hmm. Somebody, what looks like an ATV, came through the field and just did donuts on the green. Yeah, uh, whoever that is, they ought to have their legs broken.
1: It's ridiculous,
0: or worse. It's it's so, I mean, it, honestly, that it's one of those things that. Anybody that plays golf or has ever been a part of, you know, like being out of course or on the board or whatever, you might or just want to play and enjoy it. That's one of those things that you're always worried about happening. Mm-hmm. And Out here, you don't think people are that big of idiots. And so every time there's a hailstorm, that's one thing I think, oh gosh.
1: Yeah. You think. All the divots and the greens. And, yes, yeah. yes. And I've, I've seen, seen. I've seen that before. Yeah, I've
0: seen horrific pictures of that happening before. I know it happened at Kingfisher a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that that you know it takes. But the di- the difference is, all that takes is just a whole bunch of people getting out there and fixing the divots, just because it's just like a ball hitting. Right. This ain't that. No. It, it'll take it'll take forever for this not to be view, noticeable over there.
1: You know, when they say gather a posse, I think in today's day and age, that posse has been gathered by how many people have shared that mm-hmm. picture that uh, that Riverside Golf Course put on their Facebook, and um, there's been a lot of tips given, not necessarily who, like, okay, look at the tires. Yes. Looks, you know, you can match the tires, and I, just, I mean, then there's a picture where it looks like it came through the field. Could you just not follow the trail?
0: Yeah, I was wondering that, too. Follow
1: well. the trail and see where it goes cold and start from there again. I don't know. But it's pretty ridiculous, and there, I don't know what people what what goes through your head to think this is what we're going to do today. That's just uh, it's nothing. It's dumb. I'm sure there was they were not in the right state of mind. But you want to go mudding and go fine, but go down the river, go down the road, yeah. But stay away from there's that is it's uncalled for.
0: Well, and you're talking about depending on the size, thirty-five to fifty to sixty to seventy thousand dollars to replace it. I mean if depending on the size of the green and the grass I mean you can guarantee 35 That is
1: because it's a it's city owned property and you mentioned the monetary damages potential monetary damages there charges charges could be levied against whoever does this I mean there it's that is destruction of property destruction of city property It sure is And I certainly hope that um they're caught
0: I'm all for it Me prosecute too. them thumb in jail I'm all for it that's, that's just, yeah, it's ridiculous yeah. to see that. Yeah, that was going to be that was part of my do better people, well, but we'll just do that. Sorry, we'll, I, that's fine. That'll no, it segue from golf to it, golf. It leads, it leads us right into golf and also um, David Stone. So yeah, Victor Hovland, man, this he he's doing what a lot of people maybe can envision for his career as he came came out of OSU, in the US Amateur back in twenty eighteen. I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you that he's been a disappointment. That's not. That's not the right term. But I also don't know that he's achieved at the level that we thought he might. Through the first what five year, four or five years of him being out on tour, and now you know, like we talked about it last week, after he won a week ago, I think you're finally seeing him. The short game was such an issue. And you can even kind of saw it yesterday when he chunked that chip from just in front of the green. Um, I think it was number 14. And then, of course, he drained a 20-footer for par, and it didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There wasn't a, that narrative. But that that right there was the, were the shots that were keeping him from from winning more often. Right. And I think he worked so hard on that part of his game for, for that period of time, that the rest of it kind of lagged behind a little bit just because he was devoting so much of his of his practice time to fixing what was an obvious problem. Mm-hmm. And now that he feels confident enough in that, he's back to a normal practice routine to where all the parts of his game are getting the time and attention that they need. And And you see this all the time when guys are struggling with something, they worked so hard to fix it that maybe you know maybe the driver gets a little way- wayward. But once they get comfortable in fixing what they fixed or what they're trying to fix, then I th- that's when you see guys kind of take off. I mean, how many times did you watch in his career Tiger revamp his swing? Oh, yeah. And he was working so hard on that, all of a sudden maybe he wasn't able to, to get up and down or, or make a couple of short putts at different times in his career to win tournaments. But once he got comfortable – with those swing changes out on the course, that's when you saw him just explode mm-hmm. for, for those short bursts of time over a long career. And I think that's what we're seeing with Victor right now, that he's, he's got himself where he's really comfortable with the short game, and now he can go back to practicing like normal, and everything else has kind of risen. And, man, he, at, over the last couple of weeks, has just played phenomenal golf. Because here's the deal. Sanders Schauffele was awesome. Yeah, and had no chance.
1: No, yeah, no. I I bet. What I don't want to say it's a shame. I just hope this carries over. Hope he could play enough between now and Augusta. Yeah, you know, I mean that's the know next know I mean? thing. It, that's the,
0: that's one's he going to win a major. It's common. Right. It's common.
1: And and I hope this rhythm isn't lost. I hope he finds. And he will. You know, they'll find stuff to play. They always do throughout the year, but nothing that. Well, you
0: know, I'll tell you this. I hope you know, he loses it in about three weeks.
1: Well, yeah. I know that. <laughs> that's that's another Man. thing is, he, oh, boy, he he, uh, bolsters their chances in the Ryder Cup, right?
0: I mean, I, I keep on saying this. He's but
1: arguably right now, I mean, not.
0: He's playing better than anybody he, else. He's I know play, what you're he's about He's
1: probably to say. the best player right now. He's playing sure? the best golf right now. And, I mean, I know he's not number one, but that is, uh, he gives, I mean, the betting favorites has got to be the Europeans right now.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because.
1: I haven't even looked at it, I'm just guessing.
0: You know, leaving, leaving Whistling Straits two years ago with the way that the Americans just dominated that Ryder Cup, and it's the first time we've really seen them dominate a Ryder Cup in a while. It felt like with, with the youth that was on that team. Like, look out. America's finally gonna really have their time again and because it, it really hasn't happened since you know, like starting in nineteen ninety five, when the Europeans came over here and won at Oak Hill. I think it was the first time they'd ever won on American soil. Since then, what the US has won two. They won at Brookline in ninety nine, they won at Valhalla. And then they won in the last one here at Medina. Oh no, four. Four times. No, no, they lost at Medina. That's when they lost that big lead. They won at Whistling Straits. Anyhow. Oh, they won at uh, Hazeltine. So this one. they won four times in what, th- about 30 years of, of Ryder Cubs. And it seemed yeah. like they were about to turn that tide. Now you look up two years later and America hasn't won since 93 on European soil. And the guys that feel like they're playing the best kind of all on the European side. Right. And and yeah. you know the DJs and the Kepkas and the Brysons, JT, all those guys, Daniel Berger, who's not even playing right now cuz he's hurt. A lot of those and Patrick Reed, uh, all a lot of those guys that made such a difference Last time at Whistling Straits, aren't going to be there. So it's really, it, it's pretty, pretty crazy how much it's changed just in two years. But yeah, oh yeah, I mean, can, gosh, trying to beat Victor Hovlin and whoever, but Victor and Rory? You no, know, Rahm and Victor. I mean, gosh.
1: It's to the point, it's going to overwhelm you.
0: Seems like a little bit different task than we thought it might have been. couple years ago also so that was golf i mean he was awesome and and Ryder cup is next and then after that it's uh, some other events and kind of wait waiting around to hawaii coming up in january and then of course that begins the build-up to the to the players and the masters and then we're back rolling with with a bunch of different majors Uh, a big day on saturday in this state at least for the the folks that wear crimson and cream david stone five-star defensive tackle he's top 10 overall player in this upcoming recruiting class by all the different recruiting services. I think maybe as high as four in one of them, six, something like that. But uh, he does commit to Oklahoma. It was really interesting, Jared, because normally in the recruiting game, it seems like mom wins out.
1: No, right, yeah. That's I don't I think that happened this time. Yeah. Because
0: the the reaction from kind of his family and friends behind him was pure, pretty muted. You know, it wasn't like jumping up and down, yeah, it was like, yeah. But at the end of the day, he did what he wanted to. And it not just because what that was was Oklahoma, but I think there's a lot of these kids – and I, this is part of the portal, I, the, the the explosion in the portal. is I, I think there's guys that don't do what they want to do initially, that then, once they're there, once they go to wherever somebody else wanted them to, mm-hmm. then they get out and, and end up where they wanted to be the entire time. I think David Stone did that right off the bat here. Uh, you could just, him he himself was every bit as excited and, You could tell Oklahoma's where his heart has always been, no matter the shenanigans that he pulled throughout on social media to keep – you know, that's how kids are. They continue to to, to build some sort of excitement or some sort of drama or whatever. But at the end of the day, David Stone is and has always been a Sooner.
1: I didn't know until after the commitment that at the time of when Tommy Harris was recruited and Gerald McCoy – what their rating was that David Stone is rated higher than their rating when they were uh, seniors in high school when they came out. So that is, and it's a huge get. It's a cornerstone, I think, of of the recruitment for OU defensively moving forward to the SEC. Big get for Venables, and Stone is already, from what it looked. I mean, I saw one tweet already. He is trying to recruit for OU to get more guys so that's that's why I think was a, a, a very important to get him not just from the Oklahoma connections but how he's connected to other big-time recruits and they might go you know what I want to go play with him I want to line up next to him or behind him or wherever and play with that guy and we'll see if that happens but that's a big I mean and now you know you kind of like all right that's awesome That was a good Saturday you know, signing day isn't until December, so yeah, but <laughs> certain, there's a lot of time between now and then. But I, 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 he seems like a guy that's more willing to stick with his his verbal commitment here and, and sign in December. He seems really pro OU right now and and ready to hit the ground running. And he is a dude who can come in like a Gerald McCoy, like a Tommy Harris, I think he's a guy. And you saw that, by if you watch the game, I'm how he was the MVP of the game on Saturday. He's a guy that can come in and have an immediate impact.
0: Yeah, and if he wasn't the best player on the field, the guy lined up right next to him at defensive tackle was, and guess what? That's Jaden Jackson, and guess what? He's also coming to Oklahoma. I, I just don't
1: – They're recruiting an SEC defense. Now, to and become clear.
0: Here's the thing about him. I understand. If the if the Sooners do what I think most expect, which is turn it around, maybe not to the level that some would hope, but you know nine and three or a ten and two, outside of it just a disaster. This is a guy that I I don't have any worries of of him flipping later on if Oklahoma doesn't it doesn't just lay an egg on the season because of what you said. He is about he is about to start recruiting. He might as well be the recruiting coordinator from here until December, because he he just does he not to me seems like one of those guys. There's there's a few of these every year that go certain places, but it feels like they're kind of they're kind of the pied piper, the ringleader, because they got so many relationships with so many guys across the country. I think him going to IMG even helps that even more mm-hmm. versus just being in Dell City, right. and he knows these guys. And I think that this is the part that's going to not only getting him and the talent that he is, but what he's able to do from now till December recruiting for Oklahoma because he seems like one of those guys that th- that's now his focus, right? Yeah. I mean, and okay, I'm I'm officially coming. Who's coming with me? And yeah. so, dominant McKinley yeah. is a guy coming up with an announcement. Yeah. Uh, It looks like that's an OU Texas battle. Even though he's a Louisiana kid, it does seem like he's an OU Texas battle. Is that the difference? I want to play with Dave. I want to play with Jaden Jackson. It could be. But there's still, you know, he, and David Stone tweeted out that power line 24. Yeah, he did. There's three filled in and four left.
1: He is bound and determined I think because he has said this that he wants to be a part of the number one recruiting class yeah. like he is and so he's thinking if that is that is a goal for me I'm gonna help get these guys on campus
0: and you know who else everybody was so bummed out a couple of weeks ago right but you know who else you think that could still he's played two games and he's had OU stuff on in them. Will Winery
1: that's interesting
0: is he just playing the game or is that a real possibility? We'll find out. Don't forget, you've got a week. Western Oklahoma Realty College Pick 'em gets going on Saturday. It's a year-long contest, picking games against the spread. You'll pick 10 every week against the spread. ESPN's website is hosting it. The contest, I have links posted on our Skinny on Sports Facebook page. I'm going to redo I'm going to resend that today that way it'll kind of bump it up to the top. If you want a link, you can text me. Text the show. And I can send that out right to you. But it's year-long. Whoever wins, $400 coming their way. 200 for second, 100 for third. And then if you're just terrible at it and you're the worst picker but picked every game, then you can also win 100 bucks. So the best and the worst will get rewarded. Handsomely, I might add. Thank you to Robbie. Allen, Tyler Harrison, and all the gang down at Western Oklahoma Realty. People before property is their motto. They were all out there on Saturday. Hanging out. Good deal. There's this throng of children up on number 10. And I realized, oh, that's where Tyler's at. (laughs) All right, Jared High School football. Whoa, look out. What do you think? Mike uh, get you. Give us your thoughts on what you saw. We were down in Altus uh, for the Big Elks and the Bulldogs. Al- or Elk City wins thirty six to six. Just kind of your overall thoughts on what you saw from from the Brown and White.
1: I was pleased with it. Uh, there was mistakes, sure, but that's the first game of the year. You see that a lot. Just a lot of mental errors. You know, with holding calls, um, false starts, offside stuff like that. Fixable mistakes, just a matter of concentration and getting back into the rhythm. But um, the things on the field, though, that worked uh, outshine those mistakes. Uh, maybe cut back on the turnovers a little bit. They had three of them compared to Altus's zero, but still beating them by 30 on the road with Altus's successful head coach back. And you know, I think they'll get things going in, in due time. I was actually pleased with the passing game, uh, two of the touchdowns came via the air the running game did what I expected it to do. Jaden Wynn was awesome. That was a pleasant surprise because I, um, I mean, that's a big hole to fill for that position, and he's a different style of fullback if if that's his true that's really his true position. In the way he can, you know, kind of read the the blocking in a split second, hit the hole, and then make moves, and then still have enough. Power left over to carry a couple defenders down before he goes down, and before you know it, that's a twelve-yard game, if not more. He was great, so that that was very uh, that that shorted up any kind of concern I had at re- that replacing that position. Not the, I mean, I don't want to I say that not thinking I don't want people to think that I thought he couldn't do it. I just like okay, I want to see you do it. Now it's your show, and he he shined. Um, and the, again, back to the passing. I mean, I I was. Very pleased with the passing. How about you? What What stood out for you?
0: See, I, I mean, I think I was – the offense was going to – this is going to be a little bit different year. Uh, I think the offense is going to have to kind of carry the load, honestly. Differently than it's been, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because this has been a team built on running the ball, but also defensively it kind of is where they've hung their hat, right, the last couple years, just limiting the other team – and so I thought the defensive line, after getting, quite frankly, pushed around by El Reno, and maybe El Reno's a lot better than anybody realized with what they did at Chickasha.
1: Yeah, true.
0: But I thought defensively those guys were flying to the ball, unlike what we saw. And I think that that's going to be a progression because there's some of those guys at the key spots that just haven't been out there yet. And they haven't been there when, the, when, when things get real and the bullets start flying from somebody else. And so I, I think that was really, really encouraging. Will they play better offense than Altus? Yes. Two weeks, I guarantee you, Canadians' offense is going to be better than Alta's. Obviously, Carl Alberts will be too. But to, to see the, the growth from certain guys, certain individuals out there in just a week's time, I think that's super encouraging for the rest of the year. Um, just individually, Jaden was awesome. A 190 on the ground, scored a touchdown. Uh, he would have went well over 200 if he just didn't cramp up. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was doing that kind of on one leg there a couple of times. Uh, so he was great. Uh, yeah. The throws, I thought they both both had some really good throws. Um, the two point conversion to to from uh, Logan Webb to Burton. Was a great throw in a tight window. Obviously, the one down the sideline to Jeremiah Jackson for the long touchdown was perfect. Touch put it right. I mean, it just he couldn't have handed it to him any better. And so that was kind of Logan. But then on on the other side, catch the ball to Bowie. The Bowie scores the touchdown on. I mean, it was perfection. Where he threw it, he made the right read, and he threw it in a way that Bowie caught it, kind of going against the grain of where the defense was headed. So as he streaked across from right to left, everybody was trying to get out there left to right. There was just nobody there. But he had to put it on the numbers, how he did, in order for Cole to just take off. You know, if he throws it just a little bit one way or the other, Bowie has to kind of slow down, and he doesn't get that chance just to kind of race through and then outrun everybody to the end zone. So both guys, I thought had some good moments it got a little sloppy after the first you know the first two possessions offensively just right down the field scoring then you know turnover inside the red zone and that's i think that's another thing that we're going to see unfortunately here especially early is with different guys in there the ball handling is a, it's a chore the way that the with the pistol and everything happens so fast yeah and so it starts with Holden. I mean, a perfect snap is so important. You know what I mean? And and listen, he didn't have any terrible ones, but just a hair right or a hair left makes everything so much more difficult with the ball handling with the quarterbacks and, and all the backs running around. It's I think it's, uh, you know, for for the second straight year of re- replacing 18 seniors, I don't see talent-wise, I don't see any reason this team can't be kind of right back where they were the last couple. It's just a matter of putting it together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think the team is devoid of the talent to be looking at another good run to the long run in the playoffs. It's just a matter of being able to figure it out and get and, and get everything going in the right direction. And, it, you know, you've got three more games to, to, to do that before it really gets serious on the 29th over at Clinton. Speaking of the Red Tornadoes, uh, shutout of Kingfisher only allowed 88 yards of offense for the Yellow Jackets, like 40 on the ground and 40 through the air. Offensively, Zayden Collins was the star for the Red Tornadoes, 14 carries, 204 yards and two scores, including a 75-yarder. Clinton had 370 total yards, all rushing. Sully only threw one pass. I think Cantavion Hill tried to throw a pass too, so didn't even try. And didn't have to try in a 20 to nothing win. So, you know, I I think we both had questions about what the Red Tornadoes are, what they can be. Um, And, you know, Collins is a young guy at the running back spot that you just hadn't seen much of. Obviously, he's there. And, you know, Hester is a young guy. He had 11 for 82, Hill 12 for 52 uh, on the ground. So, you know, really good performance by the Red Tornadoes now – Let's see what happens these next two weeks, and get really a good, a better read on what Clinton is or what they can be.
1: Yeah, they got all twenty of those points in the second half. It was zero zero at halftime, so I went back and watched the just the second half. Figures there's not much to watch in the first, but once the it, like they kind of figured it out, I was impressed with their offensive line. I thought there's some more size there than I expected, and they they got some dudes up front, uh, both offensive line and defensive line. Kind of a bend don't break. There's a couple times that second half Kingfisher put some drives together and then it it stalled out. Um, Yeah, I mean, there were uh, there are a lot of questions about Clinton. I don't know how good Kingfisher is. I know they think they're ranked tenth going into that game in Class 3A, if I'm not mistaken. You know, so again, a lot of questions there. They got a tough test coming up this week with McGinnis, then followed by Heritage Hall. So they could very well be 1-2 and two after non-district play, but it doesn't mean they're not contenders in 4-A-1. Um, again, up front, though, I think is what impressed me the most because what do we always say about Clinton? They're going to find a guy that can run the football. That's, that's just in the DNA of red tornado football. But can they find those those holes, those blocking up front? And that's where I was really kind of focusing in. And I saw a lot of push up front. So that's going to be really interesting moving down uh, when they go up against formidable defensive lines like Oak City, like Weatherford. And, again, it just feels like a log jam right now with those three. And speaking of Weatherford, I know they lost, but that's a good team to lose to in Newcastle.
0: Yeah, I think one thing about Clinton, and it, this is the same way every year, they are going to play physical, and they did that in spades on Friday from what I saw Going back and kind of watching, they were physical up front. I mean, and that, here's the deal that can take you a long, long, long way in 4A football. I
1: truly believe that's how they won their last title. Yeah. They came out and they were just the more physical team against the Tuttle team who thought they had it won already. And Clinton said, nah. And they came out, punched him in the mouth, and they didn't stop punching. They kind of did that. They didn't punch Kingfisher in the mouth immediately, but they kept that that physical nature up you know up and almost through the whistle does that make sense and that's that's football and and it kind of had kingfisher kind of on their heels looking around at each other where clinton kept bringing the attack and you're right that is that is a been a staple of clinton football for years
0: you mentioned weatherford fell at newcastle what 34 14 final um just going back and, and watching a little bit of that newcastle was awesome against Nixon, one catch 9 yards. Not a lot of people are going to be able to hold him to that. Now Nick Jett was uh, was good with 55 yards into a touchdown. Cy Scamahorn was even better with 115 into a touchdown. But you know, there, there, I think there's something about just psychologically as the game's going on, when you're when you're able to limit a guy like that and, and essentially take him out of the game. Man, it makes you just it gives you so much more confidence, I think, if you're Newcastle's defensively mm-hmm. to know that, man, we're doing a great job on him. And if somebody else beats us, fine. The, the other guys tried, uh, but Newcastle was just, was just too good. And we talked about that game at length on Friday from what we saw here a year ago in the first round of the playoffs from Newcastle pushing the Elks all the way to the brink as a four seed out of one district playing the district champ with what they had coming back. I don't think either of us are surprised would have been surprised by almost anything other than one just dominating the other. The score looks worse than I think it really is. You talked about the, you know, the onside kick that got returned for a touchdown. That's kind of a fluke extra yeah. touchdown. I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that Weatherford was really in the game at the end because they weren't. Newcastle had it won, but I don't also don't know it was maybe a two touchdown game instead of three, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Newcastle still handled Weatherford. Now we'll see how the the Eagles will bounce back from that. Uh, that, that but just that, a really that, good test.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. Can Weatherford find other weapons? I think that's something we didn't we didn't really talk about that, and I kind of over didn't even think about that being a thing.
0: Let's well, see. I, I mean, Jet can fly. Right. We saw yeah, that in the game last year that. against Elk. Yeah, the long touchdown there.
1: But that might that might be a formula that people are going to lean on. It's like, okay, we're going to take Nixon out of it. We're gonna bracket him, double him, whatever we got to do. Take him out of it, jam him at the line, disrupt his routes, make other, make the other guys. And, and listen, you mentioned him, and Weatherford's a good enough team, a well-coached team that they will find other weapons. Mm-hmm. So I don't, again, it, but Newcastle's a good team. At the end of the day, they were just the better team.
0: Yeah, they were on Friday. And, and I'm
1: mean, not, I'm not sitting here thinking, well, okay, Weatherford was overrated or anything. I'm not saying that. I think they will be fine moving forward. I don't even know who they play. I think they play Newcastle or uh, Kingfisher next, so I think they'll bounce back just fine. They're yeah. gonna be fine.
0: Yeah, and that and who knows? I mean, that it's a
1: top ten game right there. That's probably one of the game of the weeks in four A.
0: And that could be that could definitely be a rematch in yeah. a playoff, yeah, for for sure, uh, with the way that those two districts will line up in the first round. So, uh, and then out here, uh, Merritt tried to hang, but just not they could not keep Hinton off. The scoreboard enough uh, as the Oilers fall 39 to 25, 23. Ah, I can't read my writing. Uh, anyhow, uh, that was the that was an eight point game, yeah, 33-25, with like three minutes left, and Hinton tacked on the final nail in the coffin to win 39 uh, to 25. So the Oilers start out with the loss. I think they play uh, Cordell next, which I'm going to tell you right now. Go ahead and put one on the left side of the of the ledger.
1: Yeah, Sayre got a big win over them. Yeah,
0: and I just was talking to some people at church yesterday. They were. Here's what. You know, something that I've never heard in the time that I was at Sayre? Somebody feeling bad for Cordell. A bunch of people were like, man, I felt bad for him because they just don't have any numbers. They just don't don't have the numbers. And being hot and the way it was, they were like, gosh, I just. They I had really, to stay on the field a lot. Yes, yeah. I really started feeling kind of bad for Cordell, and I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth. Oh, wow. A lot of people, yeah. were, you know, just gosh, I felt bad for him because they just didn't have hmm. uh, the numbers to to really continue to compete. So yeah, Merritt at Cordell coming up on Friday. So that's the high school football. You want to look at the rankings? Hadn't really four A didn't Oklahoma. change a ton. Yeah, the Oklahomans are out. For the top five is the same with Wagner, Blanchard, Tuttle, Poto, Elk City. The change comes with Newcastle moving up to six. Clinton moves up to seven. Hildell jumps from 10 to eight. And then Weatherford slides from six to nine. And then Ada in the rankings. Bethany slides out. I have a feeling.
1: A lot of familiar names and foray in the top ten, right? Yeah,
0: there's, going to be, there's, there's only going to be a few games that will really kind of change this around. It'll be the th- And it'll be the three games between Blanchard Tuttle and, and Newcastle. It'll be the three games with, with the I-40 schools here. Yeah. Those will be the ones that can kind of you know, start, right. start making people go up or making people go down. Uh, in my mind, will be the, the ones that change that poll once we get there.
1: How in the world in this poll in 5A McGinnis is not ranked?
0: Yeah, I just noticed that. I, I, I noticed that they weren't ranked in 5A, so I went up. I thought, did they get did up they to 6A2? next
1: year, I think. No, no, they dropped the 4A. Am I wrong? Right. I can't remember. But they're not ranked in this poll. It's so odd to me.
0: Well, they lost some guys to transfer. The portal hurt them hard. are <laughs> wrapping up the Monday edition of the show. Uh, we've efforted and found the 4A poll. or I'm sorry, the, the Tulsa World rankings after week zero. It's re- this is really interesting, Jared. So, what, Scortle has McGinnis four. Tulsa World has McGinnis three in 5A. And the Oklahoman does not have them ranked. I think they just forgot them. I do, too. I think they just flat out forgot them. Because when I started looking, when you're visiting about Clinton and what you saw, I pulled this. I had this poll pulled up, and so I started looking, okay. Well, they're not ranked in 5A. Did they move up to 6A2, and I didn't realize it? I thought that would be next year when everything I, changes. I
1: can't remember where they even move up next year, but I – They're not there. How are they not? They just got
0: they, – they just – well, but here's the thing. When you look at this Oklahoman poll, in parentheses, it shows you where they were last week. Mm-hmm. And the entirety of the 5A poll is exactly the same.
1: Like, did we overlook that they didn't even rank them last week?
0: Had to have. You, you see what that I'm saying? Is, that has
1: blown my mind.
0: Everybody is in the exact same position as they were a week ago. That's that's crazy. That uh, is
1: crazy. And you know what else was crazy? We didn't even talk about this. How about Edmund Santa Fe?
0: Edmund Santa Fe beat Jinx. I think they were 1-9 and nine last year santa fe
1: maybe a bunch of mcginnis players went to santa fe or something i don't know i know the quarterback
0: (laughs) here's the deal i know river warren the quarterback went to dell city and i know that one of the running backs went to carl albert speaking of dell city Hmm. people can we do better surely to goodness we can figure out a way to do i'm not even asking you to be completely productive members of society I'm just asking you not to shoot people at a high school football game. Is that too much to ask? Maybe
1: maybe leave your gun at home. Why are you bringing a gun to a high school football game? How are you getting it How in? How are you getting in? Are we going to have to go to metal detectors now? The, see the, the, Clear bags like at OU and OSU, like major sporting events? Is this where we're going now?
0: I'm afraid we may be.
1: There needs to be – I've been racking my brain like – a. I, how do you punish a school or a or whatever i mean what do you just say okay this happened no more fans at your events for the okay. rest of the year because wasn't there a shooting at carl albert basketball game or
0: it was dell city basketball game was it game. Del, was it Del city? i think it was
1: what's going on here
0: i think it was now this was actually at choctaw right with dell city playing though right Okay. And it wasn't
1: even Dell City fans. I was heard like people from Midwest City, which is, come on, it's all the same, isn't it?
0: Okay, where was the, this? There is precedent for this in Oklahoma. Where was it? It was in the Tulsa area where they were having fights and stuff like this at games, and they played every game on the road. It's been like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm.
1: Where was this? I don't know. But that's the problem is that this was on the road. I could see it even where people like Choctaw, like out of district, say,
0: Not playing We're yet.
1: not playing you. We're not scheduling you. We Our fans don't feel safe for you guys coming here or we going there. We're not scheduling you anymore.
0: Dylan brings up a good point. You know who this could help? No. Us. How's that? People don't want to go. So they'll stay home and watch Big Elk TV?
1: Oh, well, yeah. That's true. But we got to go.
0: Yeah, we got to go. Man, I, I, I text Mark because they were there for Skortle. Right. And he never texts me back. <laughs> I was like, whoa, you guys got more than you bark it for. I
1: was thinking this weekend, we need to have Mark on the show. Yeah, I know. For a lot of reasons now.
0: But Yeah, we'll try to get that done through, that at some scary. point this I week. That has to be
1: scary. I mean, I've, I've seen, you've seen the video you know that involved... Mark and his partner there, and I—I I couldn't imagine. First thing, my wife was asking me, "Do you go to the city?" Uh, John Marshall. It's at Taft, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Gives you pause, but you're right. It does help, I guess. What we do, but it's sad. It's a, it's a, it's a sad situation. You should not be bringing a gun to a high school sporting event where kids are playing, Why, at what point does it even mean you have to bring out a gun during an argument? There's never a call for it.
0: Here's interesting on this topic. This is just tweeted out 20 minutes ago. Dell City's home football game against Booker T has been rescheduled to Thursday at 6 instead of Friday.
1: That McAllister?
0: huh
1: the state penitentiary <laughs> yeah i mean it's going to be like I'm, I'm, like I'm, little longest yard i mean is that what we're gonna to have to do now
0: i'm actually if, i mean that has to be some sort of reaction to what happened i'm almost surprised they're not playing in the middle of the afternoon no fans that's where it's I'm gonna not kidding. that's where it's gonna go to that's where it's going to because – and here's the problem. It doesn't have anything to do with those kids on the field. They aren't the issue, but they're the ones that are going to get punished. Yeah. Is is those guys and those coaches, those players, are the ones that are going to get punished for the way that the people outside of that locker room are behaving. But there's nothing else. I mean, the, the problem is there's nothing you can do about that if you're the if you're those players. So in and, and all in and all those coaches, it's in a weird way you could almost see this this galvanizing the team, right? Because of the way, right or wrong, and I would say it's wrong. But there that that team is going to get judged in a light that they shouldn't get judged in because of what happened from their fans.
1: Correct. Yeah, that's something you got to keep in mind. It's out of their control. They're they, they were just out there playing a game.
0: That's right. A couple other notes. How cool was yesterday afternoon? El Segunda, California. A, think about being a 12-year-old kid Oh yeah, and hitting a walk off bomb to win the to win the Little League World Series—that was fun. That would be pretty pretty awesome. And then we'll leave on a sad note, Jared. Hmm. Bob.
1: Right. Barker, yeah.
0: Ninety nine years old.
1: God said, "Come on down," or up, I guess.
0: Yeah, you're the next contestant on yeah. Judgment Day. Oh, Bob Barker. Yeah, he will be missed. Do you think people remember him more as the host of Price is Right or from Happy Gilmore?
1: Uh, both. For me, it's both. It, it's both for me. I saw a great tweet. It said, you know, for kids that – got to stay home sick from school in yes. the 80s and 90s yeah. or during the summer. He was that guy that you would hear every mid-morning, right? And and it was fun for all ages for your babysitter, your mom, dad or yourself. It was just fun to watch that and he was that calming. He was that dude, you right? He, he it kind of felt like a like a grandpa going just passing away.
0: Yeah, I think it was Clay Travis that tweeted that out. Was that what it was? Yeah. Here's this is this is a pretty good one too. I just got sent.
1: I think I know. Wait, it's a good one.
0: He got to ninety nine and a half. Didn't go over a dollar on the wheel. <laughs> That's right. It's pretty good. Pretty good. He always had to stay under. Now, good weekend. Obviously, high school uh, high school sports being back, or high school football being back, it's a big deal around here.
1: Yeah, c- uh, quick week this week for football. We'll play Thursday night.
0: Yeah, Thursday for Elk City. Everything else, and and then and another thing that'll happen this week is. You'll see teams that didn't play week zero, so there will be yeah, will be some some other teams that are out there uh, for us to get a, our first look at during actual games. One of those will be the Hollis Tigers, right? Paragon TV, yep. so the, that'll be something else to look forward to um, throughout the week in high school football. Annan. I know we'll have all kinds of, of different topics for college football. Yes, there were games and. It- but it really kicks off on Saturday. Oh, heck is, on thursday yeah
1: it is game week
0: florida utah on thursday so that'll be good yep we're, we're, at some point we're gonna have to do that uh do our little game that i made up where you take your hundred bucks oh yeah yeah we're, let's let's try that tomorrow
1: no one else we need to talk about what's that trey lance
0: oh i didn't <laughs> have time for that talk
1: about that um Jerry. How about Dak Prescott calling all the plays Saturday night?
0: Steven and Jerry, if you're listening, (laughs) cut Cooper Rush. Keep Will Greer. Yeah. Please. Everyone have a great Monday. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.
1: That ball is blistered to right. What